All right, guys. Uh, it's good to be back here for season two, episode four of Set to the Office, otherwise known as Adventures of Tremendous Fat Ass. And that's you, by the way. In case right. We have some first time <laughs> listeners. They haven't caught up. In case anybody's I wondering. I'm getting confused. Or in case anybody's wondering. That might fit that description oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> We are, yes, season two, episode four, and uh, this is, uh, our guest today is Brian Sheasley. Um, I've asked Brian to be here uh, for a variety of reasons, Brian. Did he say your last name right? He did. Because I'm pretty just, sure he usually says Sheasley. Or Sheafly. Who is it that has the hearing problem? I, I forget. <laughs> Kids in elementary school called me Cheeseburger. Well, that, that's bullying now. I, I probably shouldn't even mention that. They called you cheeseburger. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Only why? One, only once. <laughs> oh, really? That's no. why he. That's why he befriended me when I moved to Iowa. It's true. So when people called him cheeseburger, he can go, "Hey, psh. that was a good move." Yeah. Well, did you have a did you have a nickname you didn't like when you were a kid? No. Okay. I mean, well, my brother called me Danny Fanny. That was the best he oh, could come bad. up with. But Scotty Potty. I got way more. I got, uh, I got shitty sometimes <laughs> instead of shooty. That's weird. You know, change one vowel. Hey, what's up, mm. shitty? Uh, there was a guy. Um, I think high... my name just sounded like my name yeah. was Danny. Danny. <laughs> Is Danny. Is Danny. Well, yeah. People call me Dan now. Right. But now I like being I think, called Danny. I think Danny. you're forgetting about the Pillsbury Joe boy. Oh, yeah, was that a nap. Thing? That was a thing. That was a thing? Well, for a brief Was time. that behind my back? Oof. No, it was, uh, it was to your... Pillsbury Joe boy. Oh, yeah, and then Brian <laughs> would poke me in the stomach. <laughs> See, he remembers That's probably now. right I around the remember. same year that your basketball coach said you were too fat to make the team. That's right. That You're was ninth nice grade. basketball. No, I'm just you too fat. Skills, I, he didn't have a uniform to fit me fat. is what he, what he told me. Remember old Coach Bennett? That's what That's he told me. That's from episode one. Is when you told that That's right. Yeah, I remember 15 that. episodes ago. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Brian is here. Uh, Dan, I know that uh, I've mentioned my moving around, but um, I moved back to Iowa from Mississippi for the last time. It was the last time I'd moved. Uh, February of sixth grade. So February of 1982. Um, and I moved in with my grandmother and grandfather down the street from Horace Mann. And I Horseman started. Hawks. Horseman Hawks, and I started school on a cold February morning in whose class? Uh, we were in the same the art, class, weren't was, we? Wasn't the art teacher, or was it Mrs. Schnorr? It was probably Mrs. Schnorr, because that's the name she I recognize. Every, the only other teacher I remember is uh, the guy, that Mr. Peterson, that used to throw the football at, at recess. He, he ba banged a uh, meter stick on his desk. Remember that? Who did that? Uh, he was like our teacher, but then they had him teaching other stuff. As oh, well. I don't remember that. Had curly black hair. Yeah, yeah. He was. He tried to be a bro. He was, I say Mrs. Schnor. Oh, Mrs. Schnor. Schnor. Yeah. Do you want have to tell some a fun story with that name? I have. I have very few memories. Well, I have lots of head injuries. I have very few memories of of going to Horace Man. I remember uh, meeting you and the the recess thing, which I'm going to talk about. And I remember Mr. Peterson because he seemed like a giant guy. And at recess, he would go out and throw the football, and you'd go out in the middle and go, Mr. Peterson! Like, I'm wide open! And there's like 100 boys out there that are wide open, and he would right. just chuck the ball. And um, I remember that. And I remember they put me in the lowest reading group when I first got there because, you know, as I mentioned in a previous <laughs> episode, it, it took months for your school records to get there. And apparently I looked 
like I should be at the lowest reading <laughs> they group. They just assumed. And, they, and just, spoke, they just and spoke. Man. Yeah, and I. Yeah, so I got <laughs> to read. Uh, with the dumb kids. I got to read <laughs> Sorry, uh, Life on Mulberry Street again, or whatever it was that that they did. <laughs> but um, so you climbed anyway, your way to the top. I did. Well, I think I probably stayed in that group because it was easy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to do whatever I wanted pretty yeah. much. So the rest of us were reading where the red <clears throat> fern grows. Yeah, and crying our eyes. In sixth out. grade, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that That's a good advanced. one. Don't spoil it for me. I read it, but I don't remember it. So no, the, I'm just kidding. I the remember. The dogs it. die. All right. Well, the the day that I started school, and uh, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. What I'm saying is absolutely 100% true as far as I remember it. That's fair. It may not be 100% true, but it's 100% true as I remember it. Because as we pointed out in another previous episode, as you retell stories over the years, you might add a few things that aren't true, but they become true. So partly you're here to confirm Okay. Or deny. When did we come up with that? Was that when you were telling about how you had your job cleaning the golf clubs? <laughs> that, that you tried to suggest some Jeffrey what? Epstein bullshit I just on tried me? To put it, <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, the, you know, we'll clean that driver again, kid. <laughs> Remember that? That was last week. Oh, it was? Yeah, oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, the day that I started school at Horace Mann, um, and this is what I remember. I remember being at recess. Uh, it was cold. And I was walking out into the field, and that was when you and Tim Thompson and maybe one or two other sixth graders hatched a plan well, to I, to to jump jump me essentially. Is this where I jump in? Yeah, yeah, you could jump myself. in whenever you want. First of all, there was way more. Sounds than like you did two or three of us. Oh, there's a lot more than that. Uh, yeah, there was probably more like 10. I mean, it was a collective boys in the class sort of decision. And I did not lead it. In fact, one of the few times that I was not intimately involved in the planning of. Do you remember who uh, the leader of that was? I feel like this um, could be a. Tim Thompson. A. Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that Tim Thompson was the leader of well, that. Well, Tim, uh, Tim Thompson was the only one that saw it through, which you'll get to. But Right. Um no, for the record, I thought it was a bad idea. Really? I did. Okay. I, I took pity on the new kid. I saw no reason to jump the new kid just because he was a new kid. Mm. I thought we were going to go, for the most part, I thought we were just going to go and kind of scare you. Mm. Just do some good-natured bullying like it was <laughs> totally okay back in the 80s? Correct. Okay. Correct. Welcome. But welcome. no physical violence. A welcoming committee, if welcome you Welcome to yeah. the neighborhood, new kid. Right. Right. Okay. So, All right, so there was more than okay. So, so my memory. So you're off, sort of by yourself, way out in the yard, with my back to, towards you guys. And we we've all congregated like at least a hundred yards. Huddled away. back, huddled up to yeah. make a plan. All right, we're gonna smear this kid. Yeah. And then we take off running. And then, but and, and then I I actually that was before I was deaf. I kind of remember hearing <laughs> these footsteps approaching me at him and for some reason i decided i'm not going to turn and face these guys i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep walking and at some point just a few feet behind me everybody stopped but tim thompson that is correct and tim thompson jumped on my back now i don't remember i don't know if you remember the the bugs bunny episode when he's in the <laughs> wrestling ring yep. and he's got the wrestler that's what it looked like because tim was like 95 pounds as a sixth grader <laughs> 
and I was 170 pounds. And he wasn't an aggressive kid. He was no, a, he was meek. That's why I well, came he out. probably thought he had his homies. Behind yeah, he him, expected you know? like six, at least six or seven other guys <laughs> to also jump on Joel all yeah. at the same time. This was his opportunity to to <laughs> grasp the brass ring of popularity. So it was kind of more of a joke on Tim than it was on you, I guess. Yeah, it turned in out a, to be in a way. Yeah. So he, I remember him being. He jumped on my back and he was on there briefly, briefly. and. I don't know if I chucked him off or hip tossed him, but then he he realized that he was on his own. Yes. And he ran to the school and stood by a teacher. Did you sock him? I thought you socked. Yeah, him. and that's what okay, so okay, so that's my memory. I was pissed and he was standing yeah. by the teacher with a stupid grin on his face. Like <laughs> I'm standing I got you and I'm standing by the teacher and I walked up and I punched him anyway. <laughs> Oh, you punched him when he was up by the teacher. That's my memory, and the that teacher took him inside, is what I remember. Okay. What I remember, I, I have no reason to dispute that, but I remember you socking him, and I remember thinking to myself, I made the right decision by holding myself back. <laughs> I'd yeah, seen I some... think the rest of us also had that same thought. Yeah. I, I'd seen I some things right. by sixth grade. Yep. We were like, this kid um, does not yes, have he a had. sense of humor. Some he remembers, some he doesn't. <laughs> you know, that's not fair. I have an excellent sense of humor, just not about... Well, it didn't seem at the moment. Not about though. gang attacks. It, it didn't seem at the moment that you were suffering <laughs> fools lightly. I was, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was my first day of school, and I was already nervous, and it was like the 14th time I've had to switch schools. We didn't know any of that. I know. Well, we knew it was your first day. And we're living in the basement of the 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 moist, fetid basement. My grandma and grandpa that smelled like mold and my grandpa's. Because he would sit down in the basement and drink warm hams all day because grandma wouldn't let him put beer in the fridge. And he would smoke four packs of cigarettes in the basement. And that's where we lived. So it was not a good. I wasn't happy. We didn't know you were living in moistness. Yeah, it smelled really bad down there. It was a, it wasn't a, it was a damp basement. It was damp. We didn't know that. I know. All right. But so that's where we that's where I met Brian because it was it was pretty quick after that that you and I you approached me, we talked and we became friends. Well, is, so you don't remember that other the other part of uh No. Okay. So, I don't know if it was it must have been the same day or the next day. Um we were in one of those classes, Schnorr's or the other weird art guy, and uh, I had uh, gotten in trouble and was sent out to the desk in the hallway, which I kind of liked the desk in the hallway. It was right outside the door. You know, they can't do that anymore and it now. Wasn't, it wasn't actually a desk. It was a table, so it was bigger. And Anyway, and you were right by the window. I mean, I was digging it. You could entertain the class when the teacher wasn't looking. It, it was awesome. Yeah, was, it was yeah, great. It, it was, was the it, fabled catbird seat. Right. But for this uh, assignment that we were doing that day required a partner. And um, I didn't couldn't have a partner if I was outside at the outside desk. Well, then the teacher's like, well, new kid, you don't have a partner either. You're Brian's partner. So new kid mm. came out and sat at the desk. Teacher set me up to fail. And as, as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> you know, you can't, became you, can't, best friends. you can't put students out in the hall anymore. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, that's policy. You can't put them out there. That's a safety issue. It you were you were unsafe out there. We were unsafe out there. We made friends. We did. We did. And we did a project. Uh, and I don't remember what that was. And then 
It probably um, involved color coloring pencils. Probably. Remember you colored maps in a lot? Yeah. I drew mountains. Right. I love that. Yeah. Why don't we do that anymore? Well, geography. We made a mountain in my class. <sighs> really? Yeah. Like one of those lava things that like No, we uh we were no. studying uh no. No. into Dip thin shit. air. Into thin air. Yeah. I've so we made a like a John Krakauer? Yeah. Correct. And we made that it. didn't come out when Remember you were my a kid? mountain. Yeah. No, I it's mean falling apart at school story. when I was teaching it. <laughs> oh, right, oh. right. And I had the students um, for each of the bases. Yeah. They did this thing where you could take a picture of it with your phone. Okay. And if you had the app, their work would pop up. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty That's cool. That's pretty badass. And I. Uh, you sound like a good teacher. Did you have the mm. Hillary step where they all froze to death? Yeah. Sweet. Nice. That's a great book, by the way. Anybody listening that uh, looking for reading material, Into Thin Air is a great book. There's been more, I think, like tragedies on Mount Everest where even more people have died. Oh, yeah, because every year. Like more than that one. Every year, more and more people are trying to climb it. And it's becoming uh, a big problem. Sherpas are dying, too. Sherpa. But um, Sherpa Derpa. I mean, it, there's like, it's, isn't it littered with oxygen tanks? Yeah, and, and dead people. Dead people. And they, dead people. They can't Sheesh. get them off. You walk, you walk by, you know, dead dude in the red yeah. coat, and then you walk by. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't see the appeal. Krakauer wrote another book. I do. But he not became a prison guard for like a year or oh, no. more because his, it was in his family, his dad or his brother or uncle or somebody. Anyway. There's, it's Jack something, Jack, Jack Boot, something like that. Was it Mihoff? It's, uh, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> stop it. I don't know. What that stop means. it. That's his, but it was also a I'm good I'm sorry, book. Brian. I apologize for Dan's <laughs> ridiculous sophomoric humor. Mihoff. Now I get it. Uh, All right. It was, anyway. it was Jack something, Jack something. <laughs> Look it up. Christ's sake. Looking, All right. I'm so, looking it up. So Brian and I, Brian, uh, you grew up on, yeah, go ahead and look it up while I'm talking. Um, that's in the let the listeners know. Is that Brian you? grew up on Counting Line Road. And I don't know if you know the South Side, but. Um, I do. I, I don't know if I mentioned it before in a previous po- po- podcast, but Brian's family was the first normal family I was ever around. And that's, I know, I know, I know. I take exception to that. Okay. Okay. Brian, Brian's an only child, but mm-hmm. he grew up with both parents. And I, I remember going over there, but, you know, I don't know how soon after we met. And his parents were generally nice to each other, and mm-hmm. it was quiet there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a lot of drama. Um, they Not in front of guests. ate together. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was an experience. I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Okay, where's... Where's the drunk Uncle Bob going to come in here at any moment and, you know, F all this up? But uh, yeah, it was like a refuge because, uh, yeah, because I, of course, I, I uh, really like Brian's dad. I didn't really get to know your mom very much because I think she was afraid of me. No, she loved you. She did? Oh, God, she loved you. She seemed startled by me quite a bit. <laughs> well. It startled a good I mean... word. I was a little bit of a startled is a good word. I was a little bit of a bull in a china closet then, and she was a tidy then, lady. Then, as if it's past, <laughs> I would I would bulldoze my way that into the kitchen. Of his life is over now. 
<laughs> See, I had, I had. I'm nimble now. I had no social skills, as if I have some now. But I, I just would, you know, I kind of barrel my way into Brian's kitchen and start making peanut butter toast and right in front of her, and you know, oh, you know, and I just think I startled her a little bit. I was a little she bit. Loved it. Yeah. She okay. Loved good. It. Well, I liked her. I just think I, I just thought I scared her. I didn't know. But she was pretty. I uh, liked you more than me. Really? I don't yeah. think so. So when you saw this family dynamic yeah. that was very foreign to you, yeah, did, how else did it impact, or did it at all make an impact? Like, oh, like maybe someday I'll be the leader of my tribe, and this is how we'll do things, or no? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know that I ever uh, was conscious of that at that time. Yeah. It was, it was years later. That well, I, if someone had pointed that out to you around that time, can you imagine your maybe, yeah, maybe, just but I just remember that was my first, and I think mm -hmm. I became aware of it years later when I was around my friend Joe Sample, his family. I was around them quite a bit um, in high school and college, um, and you know they're together and they have four kids and they they speak nicely to each other and they're not loud and they're not. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, insult my family and my living brother and my mother who did the best she could. Yes, she um, did. But, you know, and with three boys, she, you know, tried to raise three boys as a single mom. And that was really hard, uh, especially us. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, because we were. Just to feed them. We were jackasses. Right? Just to feed them. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So, but anyway, so I just remember. um you know, there's, you know, I have a lot of memories of being at Brian's house. And I think Brian, if, you know, I was at your house more than you were at my house. It's, I don't know. I was, you at think your, so? I was at your house a lot. It seemed better at your house. I, I think I tried to be at your house more than you tried to. Be. I think you lied to your parents about being at my house more than you were rode, actually at I my house. I rode my mongoose over to his house. Your mongoose. You damn right I did. Yeah. I was styling in that yeah. mongoose. Well, I remember. Expanded my horizons. Yeah. I remember that was a quite a ride for a mongoose some hills and yeah and you had to cut through that softball field I cut through the softball field and which wasn't there then probably 14th or yeah yeah, yeah. to guile yep to the tiny yellow house it was and have you driven by that lately no oh my god it is so little I can't even so it's still there it's still, still there and it it's way smaller it's the smallest house ever oh my god it's right on the corner hey guys of Houses, guile. Didn't, but but it didn't get smaller. <laughs> You're saying it, it got, got smaller. Bigger. I think it did. Um, it's right on the corner of Guile and like is it 14th, and then across yeah. the street was Watrous right. Elementary School, but it's not Watrous anymore. But I just remember one of the things I remember. You came over to my house uh, Easter around Easter time of when we were in eighth grade, and I just and and. I, I brought up going to Brian's house as the contrast to Brian coming over to my house because you never really knew what was going to happen at my house. Plus, you know, as I mentioned, Brian, you're, you're an only child, so you didn't have the brother dynamic. <laughs> and I think that was an eye opener to you a little bit. I, all of the above. I liked going over to your house because of exactly what you just said. It's a little know, wild, wild west. I, I was, uh, I was under a microscope in my house, being an only child, and my parents were pretty religious, and my mom was pretty strict, and um, it was not the same world at Joel's house. No, um, and he had MTV. 
Uh, we had. We had MTV. And MTV nice. was a new thing. It was a new thing, and, and it was awesome. And it was uh-huh. awesome. Well, I'm going to paint a picture for you, Danny. I think I've told you this a little bit, but uh, it was around Easter time. And the reason I remember that is because in our uh, tiny little kitchen, there was a uh, table, and it had hard-boiled eggs there that were painted from Easter. So it was maybe a couple of days after Easter, or maybe maybe it was the Friday night before Easter, probably, because you wouldn't be able to spend the night oh, no. the night before Easter, because that's a big day. Easter's a big day for you and your family back then. It was just a Sunday to us, but it was a big day. So Good Friday. It was probably Friday. Yeah, good Friday. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good Friday for me. I can tell you that. It was a pretty good Friday. So it's probably Saturday morning, and we're sitting there, and there's a bowl of hard-boiled eggs here. And I'm here, and Brian's here, and my brother John, two years older than me, is there. Okay. Um, And we're just talking and shooting the shit. And all I remember is John saying, fuck you, you (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna play fuck you you f***ing it and he picked up an egg and he threw it at me as hard as he could from me to you why with a shell on and hit me right between the eyes why was he angry well i'll get i'll tell uh, you because he didn't tell me at that time so are we sitting at the table though yes i thought we were in the living room no like we were at the table in. because thought he flew in unexpectedly no, he, into the living he was room from here sidearmed it. two feet away and you know and, and God, it's funny with the shell that. on and it hit me right between the eyes <laughs> yes it did that i remember okay so <laughs> now imagine you're john and then the kitchen is beyond you and then the door is beyond you i just remember john's face like oh god what did i just do okay because by the time i was 14 John was, even though he's older, he was only about 160 pounds, 170 when he was 16. And I was 200, and I was back size, 230 pounds in eighth grade. And so John realized what he had done. And I remember going, the table got, I don't know he what didn't have a teacher to run to. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the table got tipped over and moved so I could catch him. And I just remember, now, the other thing about John at this time, he was not athletic, but for a brief window in his life, he was very fast. Very fast. And he went out for football that year, actually, as a 10th grader and scored a touchdown, according to him, in the Chicken Bowl, which is the inter-squad scrimmage he later quit the team like right after the chicken bowl and he told me and later i told he told me because it was specifically because of mike cook and i can say that on the podcast because i've told mike cook this it's a fair reason to quit it's a good reason because mike was a mean ass linebacker and i think in a, a scrimmage or a practice john got hit for the first time ever like really hit by yeah. Mike Cook, and he said, fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> and he probably just walked off the practice field. But anyway, so he was really fast. So he went through the living room, and I was on him, and I wasn't that fast. And I remember he got to the front door, and there was a brief moment in his brain where he he calculated, do I have time to use the latch on the door? And the answer or, was no. And he decided, I don't have time. So he ran through the screen door. <laughs> It just like splintered and screen everywhere. He just ran through the door. Well, it was like a wasn't a metal storm door kind of thing. And yeah, you're, you're at the table. And at I this think point. it was one of those ones that you know kind of has the push latch. You mm-hmm. know, but if it might have been locked. I don't I even mean, know. It made a hell of a racket. I'll yeah, say. yeah. I was sitting at the table, and yeah, I remember like all the stuff erupting around me, and I just sort of you know sat there like the guy in the. Um, 
Memorex commercial where it's blowing everything. Yeah. Over. yeah See, and during these moments, even though it's all happening very quickly, time also kind of stands still. And while I was chasing John, I have this vivid memory of kind of seeing Brian, and his eyes were like this <laughs> already. He was like, oh, Jesus. So, so John goes through the screen door, and he starts running up the street. And I knew immediately that I couldn't catch him. He's too I, fast. Yes. Get 30? Yep. Um, was it worse because your buddy was there? Is that part of your anger? You know was what? It just I don't think pain? it. Ha- I don't think it made any difference because John and I with Thunderdome. Yeah. Without Brian there, with, that just happened to that be. That would have made a difference. With yeah, me. it was a red. I mean, I instantly when that egg hit me, I instantly saw red. It yeah. was like I was as pissed as I've ever been in my whole life. I kind of thought that John might have done it to try to. Make impress me, you yeah make me laugh or yeah. whatever goof on his brother kind of thing and didn't yeah. realize that it was going to be such and, a and that's a possibility because john went to the i've told you the he was the the, the was... hardy's moose cup mcdonald's <laughs> drive through story which you think is one of the funniest stories ever ever, ever. <laughs> which i will tell but that was one of the things that that's an example of john Going to the extreme to make somebody laugh, right? And that's what John did. Yes, and I so I buy that that yeah. he was trying to entertain that's what, you. Yes. Okay. Yes. So John started running up the street, and I ran out the front yard, and we did. We had a rock gravel driveway, and I picked up a rock that I was huge, and he was, and I threw it as hard as far <laughs> as I could, and I couldn't even see the rock anymore. And all of a sudden, I John grabs back his leg, ah, <laughs> and he falls down in the middle of the street. That's so, badass. Yeah, it was. It was a long throw but i had a pretty good arm back then um so then guess what john's running toward me now because he's pissed at me for hitting him with a rock and i'm just like come on you know let's go right here and you know what can we show it yes yes and this this is exactly what it turned into what it looked like i got this queued up brian tell me if this is what you saw so so john's in the front yard and this is exactly what our this is this is it the neighbors had all come out. She's got the hose. She's got the hose. We used to have to do that with the. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. That's it. All right, go ahead and cut it. All right, so now I think I've mentioned before, most fights last about 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It seems longer. This was a long enough fight in our front yard. <laughs> Do you like take a break? That and then start the neighbors up again? came out <laughs> and were watching. And my mother called Jim Shooty, if I recall. This is where I need your help because I'm blurring things. Uh, she wasn't home. She wasn't home. Okay, because I'm blurring the next incident that happened with that one. So yeah, she wasn't there. Okay, so right in the front yard, it was on. And I, that's, that's all I, so, so yeah, mom so was I don't home remember for this neighbors one. coming. Okay. Out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The next, it was the next one that you weren't there. And I think you fought in the street. Yeah. By the person that we said we wouldn't talk about. My across house. the street neighbor. You're across the street neighbor. Yeah. Her house. Her house. <laughs> <laughs> who will, my cross street neighbor who will remain nameless. Let's just call her Karen. Or Susan. Susan. I, Whatever. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm blurring what happened. I'm blurring another incident that happened a month after that at the schoolyard. And I don't think you were there. I had a rough few months because the Easter thing 
And then the next month, this thing happened uh, where we were at the school and I was playing ball with, do you remember Rick Wilson? I do. He was my neighbor. Yep. Great kid, uh, a little bit player. older than us, very shy, but a phenomenal athlete. Yep. Uh, my cousin Eric was there. And I think Angel Nelson was there. And she listens to right. the podcast, I think. So she that might. That sounds right. Okay. And we were playing ball, as we did a lot over there. And there was a tall fence. And this little kid that we'd never seen rides his bike. And he stands there and watches us for a while. And then I think he asked if he could play. And we're like, no, you're too, you know, he's younger than us. He's a year or two. And uh, we said no. And so then he, <laughs> this is another opportunity for Beck to bleep. But this is verbatim. So. So he's like, well, you guys are a bunch of f***ing anyway. I don't want to play ball with you. And he started, you know, talking a lot of shit behind this fence. Okay. So, you know, and I'm 14, Rick's 15. So Rick starts to back up toward the fence like he's an outfielder. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he turns and he scales that fence in about two seconds. And that kid hopped on his bike, but he couldn't get enough speed going. <laughs> and Rick had him. Yeah. And, and just Rick didn't hurt him. You know, he kind of grabbed him by the coat and jacket and took a piece of his candy <coughs> and then told him to get the hell out of here and he did and then about 10 minutes later this guy walks up this adult and it turns out it was the kid's dad but i didn't know who he was and he walked right up to me and he goes oh you think you're a tough guy picking on a little kid and he punched me in the face as hard <laughs> as <he could. laughs> and i went down i mean he wasn't you know i was a big boy but I, he was an adult, you know, and he he punched me hard. That's assault. That's assault. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, don't do that. Okay, so that no, was the moment that I went not. home, and Mama Shooty called Jim Shooty, and they were split up at that time. And that's when, okay, so that's when I was confusing. And then Jim Shooty came to our house, and Mama Shooty told him what happened. This is the adult punched me in the face and i'm you know crying <laughs> i got punched in the face my face probably looked like yours right now actually dan um oh. I, you know what that reminds me i just uh, listened to a, a podcast on al capone and he died of syphilis and that kind of <laughs> they think that could be it it could be but i think it's anyway so i probably yeah i think it's impetigo impetigo <laughs> good call i'm not sure what that is didn't you you struggled with that as, as a youth <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. No, you had the the, had the, the psoriasis. I had the psoriasis or the tetter. No. Oh, I I had. Um, that's an autoimmune disease. What's it called? Um, yeah, psoriasis. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Dry patches of dry skin. Dry skin. Yeah. You were embarrassed about that. For sure. And I was, you know, of course, I had no grace, and so I would see it and point it out. What's that? What's wrong? <laughs> what's what, what's wrong? And you'd be like nothing. Are you trying to make me cry right now? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So so anyway, so Jim Shooty gets there. And you remember you remember old Jim Shooty? Like he was a like a goddamn grizzly bear. Okay. Six one, three hundred pounds. And he walked from from our house to this guy's house. And there was like by the time he got there, there were like eight or ten kids around trailing him. <laughs> and he knocks on this guy's door. And the guy's like, yeah, could I help you? And Shooty grabbed him by the shirt and yanked him out. And the guy's like, no. And he wasn't very, you know, big. And old Shooty picked him up and put him on top of the fence. And he had with all the spikes and was raking him back and forth on this thing. And shirt's all ripped. He's bleeding and begging Shooty to stop. And we're all just like, just loving it. Loving, you know, loving this thing. So Frontier justice. Frontier, that's the way it should be. I, and then we had a mediation and... 
uh, no charges. Guy, you know, he, the mediation was I had to go sit in a room with him, so he apologized to me for punching me. Wow. And he's like, I, uh, well, first I didn't know you were 14. Or I probably wouldn't have punched you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, times were different back then. I mean, that would have been on Channel 8 News. Oh, yeah. That would have been that would have been headline news, the local news. So, but uh, yeah, that, and then the then the next month was when I got my ass beat at Southtown Swimming Pool. So, and I've already told that one. So it was a that rough, was a rough couple. It, had, that was it a led to me patch. being pretty angry. You're already angry. I it was. was I got angrier. Yeah. Your formative years. Yeah, yeah, and in eighth grade, and that was after that was the tail end of eighth grade, which was already a rough year. That was a rough. year. I got suspended a few times, and I got to say that Brian <laughs> was in the that, middle of a lot I of that. I knew this one was going to come up. Yeah. Right? Are you right. Tell well, Dan, the first time, and mean? I think, I don't know if I, uh, I think I've told you, but I got suspended from school for fighting, and I'm not going to say who or whatever, but the fight started because Brian, <laughs> we were sitting behind a kid, a pretty good-sized kid, and Brian had a trusty pencil, trusty, that you could bend and he was bending it and flipping this kid's ear <laughs> during an assembly. That, that right. <laughs> and I was oblivious. I had no idea he was even doing it. Well, because, wait a minute. Hold like, on. no, no, Hold I was on. watching the assembly. Hold on. We were all messing with flicking it with the fingers, with and you you sat directly behind him, and you participated in you all said of his that. Name. I don't want to say his name. Oh, he can bleep that. Yeah, he can bleep it out. All right, so. And he was a kid. He's kind of got selective memory over there. Yeah, there, well, you know, he well, was, like he, I said, it's hundred percent it based about, on what I remember. He was making it all about me, and as you'll see in a moment, it was mostly about me, but um, because I took it too far. And then the kid I took it too far. The so, kid, yeah, it, this is before the assembly, and he was talking. We were to everybody's being rambunctious as they're getting ready for the assembly to start, and we're kind of flicking him in the air. It's all. Fun and games, you know. Oh, stop Jackass it. eighth graders. And just as the uh, vice principal, I think, or the principal came on stage. It was the principal. I had the pencil, and I think I had kind of, but not bent it backwards, but just sort of <laughs> maybe stuck it. You know, I was messing with him with the pencil. And just as the assembly was just about to start, I, again, you kind of wonder what you're thinking, right? I didn't think it was going to be that big of a yeah. It's hard to slap, gauge. It's hard to gauge. Right? I you knew it was going to be a whack. Of, let's let him have it. I knew it was going to be a whack. It was maybe a little like what John did with the egg, right? And <laughs> and I cracked him, and obviously it hurt. And he t- turned around. He thought it was Joel, and he turned around and grabbed Joel by the shirt and ripped his shirt. So Joel did okay, the only thing out. he that's, possibly could do. No, no, no. Do. That's where I my memory is different. He punched me in the chest. I thought he just grabbed you. He might have um, grabbed me too, but I remember shirt. he punched me in the chest. He ripped your shirt, and that's when you you, okay. you went gorilla on him. And I, yeah. <laughs> you stood up. So we're in the middle, back, all the way in the back. So everybody hears, sees the commotion. Everybody that's in front turns around principal standing on stage joel stands up and gives him a couple good socks from a um what would be illegal in the mma world now the, right i the, advantage the 12 six strike yeah yeah the leverage and um and got got kicked out and you know so they pull him out of the of the 
God oh, damn it, that's Dan. just great. God, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Sarah, he can wait, Sarah, Where's whatever. center? Oh, Sarah. Okay, now I'm going to I'm going to jump in here because after I got a good shot in, Mr. Estito, Roger Estito was strategically sitting behind our row, the vice principal. I remember that. Okay. I because that. now, Dan, when we were in eighth grade, the first day of school in eighth grade, we had homeroom. <laughs> And we're sitting there, Brian and I walk in, we're looking at our schedule, and we're like, we're in the same homeroom, sweet! And then we sit down, and then all these cool dudes start walking in. Dudes, all dudes. Uh-huh. And there's like 20, and we're like, this is going to be the sweetest homeroom ever! And then in walks the teacher, and it was the assistant principal, Roger Estito, decided... To ra- it was like it was like the movie with Morgan Freeman yeah. where they rounded up all the kids on the stage. Were you waiting kids? for him to go? You are dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> I, <And> the- <laughs> I was pretty psyched. We were in the um, the home ec room. Yes, and we had a TV and AV cart. Yep, and we watched cartoons. That's right. Anything to keep us from doing whatever it was. Yeah, and then then we started making toast. Toast, <laughs> peanut butter toast. It was that's, a bummer. That's when where Mr. he drew the line. Mister Acido no was our teacher. That was a bummer. But he was strategically sitting behind us, and and Mister Acido was a big guy. He was a big was. six four, six five, and I just remember he grabbed me and he he kind of picked me up and kind of dragged me to the office. And the one thing I'll say. Uh, you know, right now, Mr. Aceto passed away a year or so ago. Yeah, that's sad. I love that guy. Yeah, he was. That great. guy was the nicest. It took me years to realize what a good guy he was because he didn't have to be. I used to go to his office every day because I was a dick. And he had a little desk for me and he would let <laughs> me keep some of my stuff there in his office. And he wore cowboy boots and he had his big 10 gallon hat kind of parked he did. right here. That's right. And. What, Joel, what's going on now? What'd you do this time? I don't know. I don't remember. But he was the best. He was awesome. He might have made. He, he might be why I wanted to be a school administrator. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably true. I wanted to suspend some MFers. After all, all the times <laughs> I got suspended, I wanted to suspend some people. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh. I've suspended a few Tough people. Guy, Joel. <laughs> I've, I did a few times. I know, I know. All right. What the, how much time we got now, Beck? Almost 40 minutes. Sound Damn. engineer Beck Shooty. Do we have a do we have a triple B question? I think I should um because we did talk crap about his hair last time, just share what I said before we started recording, okay. which I yeah, meant. I do. Everything I said about his hair I take back because it is dope. It looks awesome. <laughs> dope. Just like that. You said he looked like Jim Morrison. Yes. Jim the Morrison Lizard King. Is the Lizard King. Dope. And Beck doesn't know who Jim Morrison is, but I guarantee you when he leaves, Google he will it. look him up. I, I have up visited Jim Morrison's chicks. grave. You did? Yeah, it's in Paris. France. On purpose? Yeah. Paris? Yeah. Mm. Old, one of the oldest cemeteries mm-hmm. like in Europe. Really? Or yeah. is it? Or is it? Um, is there a conspiracy theories about him not being dead too? Oh, yeah. Why is it when celebrities die, there's always a group of people that think they didn't die? Well, I don't understand that. People want to believe stuff. Or if they did die, they believe that they died, but they believe they got killed instead right, of like right. killed themselves or drank themselves to death. Ooh, let's or... talk about that next time. Conspiracy theories, because some of them are true. Duh. Right. Yeah. Right. Like ancient aliens. Yep. Well, that's true. Obviously. Like fl- the flat earth. 
We no. heard we. That's dumb. That's dumb. Did we go to the moon this weekend? God is I, an I just, astronaut. I oh, should I do is. this back? I should. No, what? I'm not gonna do this. Never mind. I I I heard of someone that I know that I know who is a flat earther, but I didn't know it. I haven't seen him since I found that out. And that's just one of those conspiracies that I can't, of all the conspiracies, that's that's like in the top of that's the ones the that worst. make no sense to me. Right. Yeah. That's just insane. But anyway. Well, okay. And speaking of that, we're, are we going to preface our next topic next time that we're going to? Yeah, we might want to do that. But before, before we do, uh, Brian, do you want to, you know, this is your, this is your time. This is uh, your first this podcast. Could be your last. I don't know. You were late. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I was right on time for me. <laughs> I I arrived precisely when I meant to. Is that right? Walking like the yeah. prima donna that you are. No, I thought the only thing I would add to this discussion was uh, you were talking about how John was always trying to entertain and uh, physical comedy was his gift. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me of another time when um, I was grounded, as I often was in those years. And uh, my my room was in the basement. I had a pool table in the basement, so it wasn't like all bad. But um, you and your brother came over to like cheer me up or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> John proceeded to. There was like some. My dad used to be a scout leader for a very brief period of time, and there was like um, these cut out pieces of wood that were going to be used for like a, a craft uh, project. And there were, most of them were just like balsa part particle wood, like glued together. And John picked one up and did his best, like karate, and whacked his head on it and <laughs> and cracked it in two. And Joel and I just laughed so freaking hard, we were dying. We were dying. So my dad came downstairs to oh, see yeah. what was so funny. And so John was like, "Well, Gosh, I'll dude. show you." And he picks up another one. Only this is a piece of solid wood. He didn't know the difference between the two. And he <laughs> once again gives off the big what? Boom! And he cracks his head on it, and nothing happens. And my dad, that's to this day, yeah, you know, known the man fifty years. If and, you bring that up, and that is the hardest I've ever seen him laugh, yeah, ever. John had a nice, <laughs> and he had a goose egg from it because he. Now- cracked his head on that. Now, you don't know. I don't know if you know this one, but I'm going to tell this one because Dan loves this one. Do you know the the, the story when I was working at McDonald's on Southwest Ninth, oh. and he and Ron yes. came through the drive-thru? Yes, I do. Now, hold on. When you say I love it, it just made me <laughs> I've never laugh. seen you, you laugh as hard. It. You love but, it. So I'm, I'm in the back, and I'm cooking. But I had a headset on. <laughs> I usually didn't wear a headset, but I could hear the drive-thru. And I... Uh, Somebody was at the, you know, running, yeah, can I take your order? And I heard some giggling. And then and then I heard, I think he said, yeah, I'll have a glass of ice water with no ice, please. And and I'm like, vaguely, I'm like, in my head, I'm cooking. I'm like, God damn, they sound familiar. That really sounded familiar. And uh, so they came through, and I think they, and this is one where my memory, and they got their water. And then, and then they, they came back backwards. So that, because so John was in the passenger seat, so he was the one facing the window, and it was this big station wagon that Ron drove, and I don't want to drop his name, but partner in crime, and uh, and I I can kind of see, and John raps on the window, 
excuse me, excuse me. And they opened the window. And he had one of those moose cups from Hardee's back then, those giant cups that had moose on it. And I, I'm really sorry, but they had they had relieved themselves in it. It's um, disgusting. Number one and number two. That's disgusting. And put a lid on it. <laughs> and it was around the holidays. And they opened the window and he went, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> and he threw that. Uh, in. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> oh, also a crime. I'm ashamed was of myself that I think that's funny. <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it's assault. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that was a crime. <laughs> it was a yeah, crime. He that's horrible. Broke the law when he did that. And it's I'm ashamed that I think that was funny. Me too. Biohazard. At the time I thought it was funny. I'm yeah. I'm appalled not by now. that behavior now. It's it's not funny at all. That was before HIV. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alright, so uh, we're going to preface, we're, we're at the end of our time here probably, but the next episode, Dan, it's we time. are, we're going to delve yeah. into the world of politics and we generally stay away. Yep. We've never gotten poli- political that I know right. of. Right. And we're going to preface this by saying, A, neither of us are really experts on politics mm. and B, um, if you're delicate or sensitive, you should probably... Be careful when if you maybe you shouldn't listen next week. I don't know. Maybe you should, but we're just warning people. I feel like the way you just described that, if someone didn't know any better, they'd be thinking you were telling the Democrats to not listen. Oh right. Oh yeah, because they love that snowflake yeah, yeah. shit. You know, emasculate right. you. Right. So next time we are gonna at least partly, maybe the whole episode. I don't know. We're gonna get into some politics because there's some big doings going on right now. Yep. And. um we're going to give our perspective something to talk on it. about. Yep. And, you know, if, if that's something that gets you fired up, then probably not listen. Because yep. I don't want to lose friends over something. I don't want to like lose that. friends and I don't want to lose listeners. So if you think this might bother you. I just think that, you know, you take two people that are as polarized as possible politically. If they met and started talking, they would find they have way more in common than they have different. Right. So. Right. Yeah, okay. anyway, so let's wrap it up. Here's the deal. When we're done, I say, Joel, go fuck yourself. Oh. But now I'm going to say, Brian, go fuck <laughs> Brian, yourself. Brian, go fuck yourself. Aw, thank you. All right. Thank you for coming, In terms Brian. of endearment. Next time, don't be late. <laughs> there you go. Next time. <laughs>